Hello, it's AJ for the D Plus Club, where I bring you the latest news and rumours from the last week in Disney Plus. I cover what's new and what's coming soon to the Disney Plus streaming service in the US and in the UK. And each week we have a weekly movie club, where we give you an overview of the movie along with some facts and some possible goofs. In the last show, we covered the movie Cool Runnings. That episode, along with all previous episodes, is available now on all major podcasting platforms, including probably whichever one you're listening on right now. And for this last week's movie, we've been watching the Christmas movie, The Santa Claus, starring Tim Allen. But I'll get back to that a little bit later in the show. How's everyone's week's been doing this past week? Well, I had a couple of days off at the end of this past week. Of course, as I mentioned in the last episode, it was mine and my wife's wedding anniversary on Friday. So we had a nice, relaxing day. We didn't actually celebrate on Friday. We had lots of things that we needed to do around the house. We've been moving around my daughter's bedroom and clearing loads of things out of it, ready for building her bed. Um, so last night on Saturday, we decided to have a takeaway. So that was nice. I have actually been a little bit unwell, actually, this last few days. It was actually the early hours of Friday morning. I was just really unwell for some reason. Just came out of nowhere. No idea why. But, uh, yeah, it's, I was just really, really unwell overnight. I've soon recovered. I've got a little bit of a sore throat and everything at the moment. But, uh, apart from that, yeah, it was just, just weird. I was just really, really unwell. Felt really groggy Friday morning. But soon recovered, I had other things I needed to do, we had work to do around the house, it was one of those, uh, you just have to get on with it sort of things, but yeah, it's not nice to be unwell, not only on your anniversary, but also on a day where you've got lots of other things planned, which is also a day off as well. Uh, On Thursday night though, actually before I was ill, we got invited out to our local wildlife park where they were putting on kind of like a illumination show. It's not like Disney illuminations, like it's fireworks. With it being a wildlife park or a zoo, they can't do fireworks. So they'd made these kind of almost like sculptures that are illuminated from the inside. They look absolutely brilliant. I took loads of photos. I just need to edit a few of them and then I may put some of them up over on my Instagram actually. But yeah, no, the kids absolutely loved it. It was a late night for them. And I'm wondering whether maybe between the cold and late night and also eating late, because we didn't eat until after we'd been there, which was like after seven o'clock. I'm wondering whether that was part of the reason why I was a little bit unwell uh, unwell overnight, Thursday and Friday. But uh, yeah, no, it was absolutely wonderful. They've done an absolutely brilliant job. And you know, it was nice for my uh, friend to invite us out to the staff friends and family night because we got a nice uh, discount off of the day as well so uh, yeah no that was really really nice but uh, apart from that we were originally going to go to the nottingham christmas market yesterday however we got rained off it was absolutely dreadful weather yesterday we've had a storm here in the uk which has had very very strong winds lots of rain and also snow in places as well so yeah, we didn't get to go to the Nottingham Christmas market, and I'm not sure that we will get chance now this year, but uh, we'll we'll take it as it comes. But uh, that was a, a nice Christmas tradition that we usually try to do, but unfortunately this year we haven't been able to do yet. This next weekend we are building my daughter's bed, and we also have some other plans of uh, other things that we need to be able to do as well, so we won't be able to do it this next weekend, unfortunately. And also this next week I'm meeting up with my friend Andy for our monthly catch-up and also I'll be taking his Christmas gift along. So I won't give anything away because I know Andy occasionally listens in when he gets a chance. So Andy, if you're listening, no, I'm not going to tell you what my gift is before Wednesday, so you'll have to wait. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, no, looking forward to the week ahead. I've got a busy week with work as well, I think. The other thing that's happened yesterday, oh, it's been a... 
a hell of a few days. So the other thing that happened yesterday was our internet was playing up a little bit yesterday morning. And it was just being a bit slow. So did network diagnostics on like all of my routing equipment and things like that. And everything was fine on our network side. However, just the internet seemed slow. So I chalked it up to being in the broadband, of course. Phoned up my provider. They ran some tests. They said, okay, well, you need to get an engineer out. But we will put you through to someone else. So I spoke with someone else. They got me to restart the router, reset the router even back to its factory default settings. And then I now have no internet at all. (laughs) So whatever they were doing, because they also said that they were making some configuration changes on my account as well. Whatever they were doing completely broke my internet so at the moment i am recording this episode and i have no idea the best way that i'm going to be able to upload it i think i'll need to try and transfer it over to my phone then upload it from my phone rather than from my computer it's yeah it's going to be one of those days unfortunately and the earliest that they can get someone out to be able to have a look at uh, my internet at home will be tuesday afternoons i've got to try and come away from work early on that day as well so that's going to be interesting hopefully you guys have had a much better week or at least a better few days than i have over in the u.s of course it was thanksgiving this past week i've seen lots of messages over in the sorcerer radio discord of what people have been doing for thanksgiving and uh, also people tackling the black friday sales as well i did manage to pick up a few things on the online black friday sales on amazon as well so uh, yeah that's kind of the last of our christmas shopping and also we bought our daughter's mattress in the black friday so it's being delivered on saturday when we're doing the bed build so yeah perfect 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 timing uh but yeah hopefully everyone's had a good week let me know how your week's been over on social media of course at at or forward slash the d plus club plus being the word plus or of course over in the sorcerer radio discord at srsounds.com forward slash discord or of course over in the sorcerer radio fun zone facebook group also you may have heard my voice uh, promoting the discord over on the sorcerer radio channels this past week as well sorcerer actually dropped me a message the other week and said would you be able to do a quick discord promo for me and yeah so that what that's what you're probably hearing over on sorcerer radio at the moment if you're hearing uh, a promotion for the sorcerer radio discord it's me I'm promoting the Sorcerer Radio Discord at the moment. And also you'll hear my voice uh, promoting Rope Drop as well. So on the Rope Drop channel, you'll hear me saying, you're listening to Rope Drop. So yeah, let's get on with the show though now. Now it's time for the news and it's actually been a bit of a quiet week this past week. The big news from this week was that Disney and Warner Media Group, who own HBO Max, have reached a deal to share select 20th century studio titles that had existing deals before the Disney and Fox merger so that they can also air on Disney+. Plus. The first of these films will actually be Ron's Gone Wrong, which will be released on Disney+, Plus in the US, on the same day it will be available in the UK, on December 15th. HBO will still retain the Pay One access to 20th Century Studios titles through to the end of 2022. However, a select amount of those titles will now also be available on Disney+, Plus or Hulu, in a shared distribution deal. The existing deal that Warner Media Group had signed with Fox was in 2012, and it was actually a 10-year contract, meaning that at the end of 2022, Disney will gain exclusive access to any films released after that time. I'm actually really happy that they've been able to come to this deal. Of course, when I was talking about Ron's Gone Wrong, only last week I think it was actually, when I was talking about when it was due for release in the UK on Disney+, Plus. 
it was a little bit disappointing that I didn't have any conclusive dates at that time for it being released over in the US. Now, of course, we have this shared distribution deal, and uh, yeah, it sounds like there could be a few other films going forward that we'll also get to see it released on both HBO Max and also on Disney+. And this could extend also to films such as The West Side Story as well, which is also a Fox film, so... Uh, yeah, I'll keep an eye on that once we have any more news on that one. Disney also released its annual 10K report this last week, giving us a glimpse at its planned budget for the next financial year. Disney said, The company currently expects its fiscal 2022 spend on produced and licensed content, including sports rights, to be as much as approximately $33 billion, or approximately $8 billion more than the fiscal 2021 spend of $25 billion. The increase is driven by higher spend to support our direct-to-consumer expansion and generally assumes no significant disruptions to production due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Meaning that Disney plans to spend an additional $8 billion to produce content between Hulu and Disney Plus than 2021. By comparison, Netflix plans to spend $14 billion on content leaks next year. And to say that Disney already spends $25 billion, including sports, the extra $8 billion exclusively for their streaming platforms will see a significant boost in original content. This will be especially useful for the platform, considering that in the same report, Disney announced that a significant decline has been seen for viewers on the traditional television platforms in the US such as the Disney Channel, Freeform, National Geographic, and even their ESPN channels. One of the projects in this new investment could be a new original film titled The Waitlist, which Diz Insider reported this past week is currently in development for Disney+. It will reportedly tell the story of a couple of high school students named Mandy and Ben, who, during their senior year, Ben begins to wonder whether or not the two have spent their last four years missing out on the fun, as Mandy becomes laser-focused on getting into Harvard. When she finds out the best shot at getting in depends on a recommendation letter from the father of the most popular boy in school, she offers to be his tutor. When the two begin to fall for one another, however, things get a little complicated. This actually sounds like quite an interesting project. I've actually seen a TV series that has a similar storyline in it as well. My wife's currently re-watching for maybe the third time or so, One Tree Hill. And I think in the early seasons there is a very similar storyline. But uh, yeah, no, it sounds interesting all the same, so I'm quite looking forward to this. This past week, along with the release of the first episodes of Hawkeye, we saw the release of some new merchandise, including Rogers the Musical t-shirts, Funko Pops of Clint and Kate Bishop, including Lucky the Pizza Dog, and also Disney released the song Save the City from the fictional Rogers the Musical to purchase and stream on all major platforms. Who else actually thinks that we should actually get a proper Rogers the Musical that is on Broadway or in the West End? I actually think that this would be really interesting. However, if they were to do it, I would like them to do it a little bit more serious than the kind of goofy-looking uh, musical that they did on Hawkeye. It did look quite bad when, when you saw it, but the songs sounded actually quite good. So, uh, yeah, I think that this could be something that they could turn... Whether, it, whether or not it's Rogers the musical or whether or not it's maybe an Avengers musical or however we want to word it, I think it could be quite interesting. So, uh, yeah, give me a shout out over in the Sorcerer Radio Discord if you think that this would be a good idea as well. I think that it could be uh, a really good one to be able to see. Moving on, though, Lucasfilm boss Kathleen Kennedy spoke about the upcoming Obi-Wan series this past week. Recounting on an emotional reunion on the set of the series, she said... 
The thing that was most exciting was being on the set and watching the two of them get excited. They hadn't seen each other in a long time. I was surprised at just how incredibly emotional it was for each of them to find themselves back in these roles, and just realising how important Star Wars was to each of them. It was the beginning of their careers. Of course, in this, she's referring to both Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen. Of course, before this time, Ewan McGregor had been in a lot of other things, mainly in British film, but uh, yeah, I think it was the first thing I'd seen Hayden Christensen in as well. It was actually really interesting to read this, as it does seem to indicate that we'll be seeing either Obi-Wan and Anakin on screen in a flashback, or Obi-Wan and Vader on screen together. Recent concept art released for the series on Disney Plus Day also seems to indicate that Vader and Obi-Wan may clash at some point during the series, so I'm really excited to learn more about this as we get closer towards the eventual release. I think I need to look up exactly when it's due. Of course, filming has now wrapped on the project, so it's now currently in post-production, so it could be that towards the end of next year in 2022 that we could see the release of this project, and I'm really, really looking forward to it. I know I've said this a few times, but I think Obi-Wan and Ewan McGregor's performance as Obi-Wan, should I say, was kind of the highlight for me of the prequel trilogy. He did an absolutely brilliant job, and yeah, I'm really looking forward towards the series. And finally in the news this week, many Disney and Disney Plus originals received some Grammy nominations this past week, including Soul, Cruella, The Mandalorian, and WandaVision. The Grammys will air on CBS and Paramount Plus on Monday, January 31st, between 8pm and 11.30pm Eastern. So look out for any of our favourites if they win in the uh, Grammys. And that's about it for the news this week. What are you most excited for from this last week's news? Let me know over on social media at at or forward slash the D plus club, or of course over in the Sorcerer Radio Discord at srsounds.com forward slash discord, or of course over in the Sorcerer Radio Fun Zone Facebook group. Now, though, it's time for a brief break, and then we'll be back with what's new and what's coming soon to Disney Plus this next week. Sorcerer Radio. All Disney music all day long. At SR Sounds. And now, you're listening to Sorcerer Radio. Sorcerer Radio. Sorcerer Radio. You're listening to Sorcerer Radio. Oh, yeah. Sorcerer Radio. All Disney music all day long. You're listening to Sorcerer Radio. All Disney music all day long. So what's new and what's coming soon to Disney Plus this next week? Well, this last week we got the first two episodes, of course, of Hawkeye. And I really enjoyed these. And I I feel that this series is shaping up to be almost exactly what I was hoping it would be, I would say. And that was that it would be a nice Christmassy, almost like diehard sort of action Christmas project. And... It's absolutely brilliant. I feel that the way that they've introduced the character of Kate Bishop and also Lucky the Pizza Dog as well has been really, really good. And they've been able to tie directly in with, say, for example, some of the older Marvel projects, like the very first Avengers film. We got to see another angle from the Battle of New York, which I thought was really good. And we immediately got some backstory of Kate Bishop's character as well. And in the very first episode, actually, the opening credits of Kate Bishop's character is her backstory. And we get to revisit some of that throughout these first two episodes and they reference that throughout these first two episodes as well. But uh, yeah, I think that it's really shaping up that she will officially take over the role of Hawkeye. And I think that she would be doing an absolutely brilliant job 
She just needs to be tutored a little bit by Clint. And, yeah, I think it's absolutely brilliant. Of course, at the end of the second episode, I don't know if anyone's seen it yet. I'm not going to kind of cover any spoilers, should I say. Um, But at the end of the second episode, we did get a tease of Echo. Now, it was confirmed that Echo would be in the series, so that's not really much of a spoiler in itself. However, it's more of what Echo represents, and it could be that we may see Wilson Fisk introduced inside the Hawkeye series, and I'm really hoping that we do, because this has been rumoured for a long time, and it could open the door for people such as Matt Murdock and Daredevil to be able to be brought into the MCU officially, so... uh, Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing where this series will now take us. And, of course, the next episode will be released this coming Wednesday. So, yeah, really, really looking forward to that. Also on Wednesday, we'll be able to see a new episode of Disney Insider focusing on Alice in Wonderland, Dancing with the Stars, and how princesses have inspired many of the new treats at the Disney parks. Over in the UK on Wednesday, we'll also be getting the recent cinema release, The Last Jewel, which is based on the true story of France's last trial by combat. And also we'll see the release of The Big Leap, Episode 1, Dope Sick, Episode 5, Family Guy, Season 20, Episode 5, American Dad, Season 17, Episode 22, Bless the Heart, Season 2, Episode 17, Last Man Standing, Season 9, Episode 19, Mixed Dish, Season 1, Episode 16, American Horror Story, Double Feature, Episode 7, The Great North, Episode 11, Miraculous, Tales of Ladybug and Cat Noir, Season 4, Episode 10, Gigantosaurus, Episodes 47 through 52, Gabby Duran and the Unsittable, Season 2, Drain the Ocean, Season 3, India from Above, Season 1, Da Vinci's Demon, Seasons 1 through 3, Taste the Nation with Padma Lakshmi, I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. I do apologize. And that's season one. And also Devs, which is about Lily Chan, a computer engineer, who suspects Amaya, a computing firm, of being involved in her boyfriend's disappearance. Lily then sets out to investigate its CEO and find out the truth. That actually sounds like there's a lot of things coming to the UK this Wednesday. And that dev sounds really interesting. At the moment, me and my wife are still catching up on Last Man Standing. So uh, we're keeping up to date with that every Wednesday. It seems to be the first thing that we seem to watch. Although this last few weeks, we have, like I've been saying in the last few episodes, we've been watching the Great British Bake Off. However, that now has finished. So, of course, we've now got Hawkeye to be able to take its spot. We did watch Hawkeye over two nights this last week. But, yeah, no... I've, I've already covered that. I don't, I'll not go back to that. I did really enjoy it. Um, moving on to Friday, though, we'll get the new animated film, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, which I've spoken about a few times recently, and also currently has a sequel in production. We'll also be seeing the release of Disney Channel's original movie, Christmas Again, which I spoke about only last week, which is getting an earlier Disney Plus release to tie in with the Disney Channel release in the US. And we'll also be seeing the release of Mickey and Minnie's Wish Upon a Christmas, and also The Rescue, as members of a rescue team trying to save 12 boys on a coach who are trapped inside a flooded cave in Thailand. And then over in the US on Friday, you'll be getting the film's Million Dollar Arm, Edward Scissorhands, Ice Age, Ice Age Continental Drift, and Mr. Popper's Penguins, as well as Disney's Magic Holiday Quest, 
actually that's not being released in the UK on the same day and I've still not seen any news about it so I'm really hoping that we get to be able to see that over in the UK if not I will be using the VPN to be able to log on to uh, watch it over in the US I think that's going to probably be the best way to be able to watch that I'm actually looking forward to watching it for the first time Whilst over here in the UK, we'll also be getting the films Die Hard, which I'm convinced is a Christmas film in disguise as an action film. Let me know if you agree, because I think it is an absolutely brilliant Christmas film, and my wife has a different opinion on it, so I would be very interested to see who thinks Die Hard is a Christmas film and who thinks Die Hard is an action film. So drop me a message over in the Sorcerer Radio Discord. I want to hear your opinions on this. Also in the UK, we'll be getting Pearl Harbor and The Day After Tomorrow. I actually enjoyed The Day After Tomorrow when I saw it. A lot of people have mixed opinions on it, but uh, yeah, it seems to be one of those weather disaster films, and uh, yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. There was also another disaster film, and it was a made-for-TV disaster film, and I feel like I've found it once on DVD somewhere. It's not available on any streaming platform, and the concept of it is, is that... It's a news report, and the whole thing is presented as if it's like, uh, like a live news, like twenty four seven news sort of uh, channel, but they're reporting the news on a meteor strike hitting uh, a country. I forget where it was, but then towards like the last half an hour of this film, it was like the meteors are hitting every state in the U.S. and every country around the world. So. Uh, yeah, I can't remember what it was called. I don't know who produced it. And yeah, that was, that for me was the most interesting disaster film I have ever seen. Anyway, I am getting a little bit off topic, but The Day After Tomorrow just reminded me of that. And yeah, I'm not sure what it's called. I'm not sure where I can watch it again. And I remember seeing it on TV once and I absolutely loved it. Although, moving on, I am going to say on Saturday here in the UK, we will also be getting the documentary film, The First Wave, which, as I spoke about briefly uh, a few episodes back, documents the harrowing first four months of the COVID-19 pandemic, following brave healthcare workers at Long Island Jewish Medical Centre in Queens, New York, as they risk their lives in the epic battle to keep the virus at bay. I'm actually really looking forward to being able to see this. I have seen a few different uh, tv shows and a few different documentaries documenting how the covid19 pandemic affected affected hospitals here in the uk and also we re- recently watched the morning show on apple tv plus as well which if you have apple tv plus i highly recommend and towards the end of the second season of that they did cover the covid19 pandemic in quite an interesting way and i found that that was an interesting look as to how New York hospitals, at least central New York hospitals, were able to cope or were trying to cope, should I say, with the COVID-19 pandemic. And it was a very brief glimpse into that. And I'm really looking forward to seeing how this uh, docu-series, docu-film, should I say, uh, documents this as well. And yeah, it will be really interesting to be able to see. And that's about it for this week. What are you most looking forward to? Let me know over on social media at at or forward slash the D plus club. Or of course over in the Sorcerer Radio Discord at srsounds.com forward slash discord. Or of course over in the Sorcerer Radio Fun Zone Facebook group. I'm going to take another short break now, but after that I'll be back with the Weekly Movie Club. Good day everyone. It's come to our attention that listening to the 
the sounds of Sorcerer Radio can make one tap their feet and hum a familiar tune, even causing one to smile. Have you caught the sensation yet? Listen now at srsounds.com. This tape will now self-destruct. And yes, it's that time again. It's time for the Weekly Movie Club. And as I mentioned earlier, this past week's Movie Club movie has been my personal favourite Christmas movie, The Santa Claus, starring Tim Allen. So if you've never seen The Santa Claus before, first of all, please watch it because I absolutely love it. But also, this is your spoiler warning. So if you don't want to be spoiled, pause the show now, go and watch the film, and then come back and join us for the rest of the podcast. Now, with the spoiler warning out of the way, let's get right into it. We start by meeting toy salesman Scott Calvin at his work Christmas party after a successful year. He leaves his work Christmas party late and travels home to spend Christmas Eve with his son, Charlie, who is being dropped off by his ex-wife, Laura. Scott wants Charlie to maintain his belief in Santa Claus, after a school friend challenges his belief, despite, of course, not believing himself. Laura and her psychiatrist husband, Dr. Neil Miller, both stopped believing in Santa when they were a very young age and feel that Charlie needs to do so as well, something that Scott disagrees with. Whilst preparing a meal for Christmas Eve, Scott burns a turkey. He decides to take Charlie out for dinner, and after passing many closed restaurants, they end up at Denny's, because, in Scott's words... It's always open. Later that night, Scott reads Charlie the night before Christmas, explaining some of the words in the story to him, such as clatter. That night, they are awakened by a loud clatter on the roof. Scott goes outside to investigate, and startles a Santa Claus standing on the roof, who slips and falls to the ground. After trying to identify the man, Scott finds a business card, stating that if anything were to happen to him, that someone should put on the Santa hat and coat, and that the reindeers would know what to do. Charlie appears from the house, concerned for Santa. He then sees reindeer on the roof, to Scott's surprise. The body of Santa vanishes, leaving behind a red suit. Charlie climbs a ladder that has magically appeared to see the reindeer on the roof, and Scott takes the suit up after him. After an argument with Charlie, Scott exclaims, Let's go, to which the reindeer take off to another home. To please Charlie, and assured by the card that the reindeer will know what to do, Scott dons the suit and spends the rest of the night delivering gifts, before the reindeer take them to the North Pole. Bernard, the head elf, explains that by putting on the suit, Scott is subject to a legal technicality known as the Santa Claus, and has accepted all of Santa's duties and responsibilities. Bernard gives Scott 11 months to get his affairs in order, before reporting back to the North Pole on Thanksgiving. Confused and overwhelmed, Scott changes into the pyjamas provided to him and falls asleep awakening in his own bed. Scott thinks it was all a dream, until he realises he's wearing the pyjamas. When Charlie proudly tells his class that Scott is Santa, Laura, Neil and the principal ask Scott to tell Charlie that it was all a dream, but Scott instead asks him to keep it to themselves. Over the course of the year, Scott magically gains a lot of weight very, very quickly, along with a thick beard, and despite his attempts to shave it and colour it, His hair whitens and regrows. He also acquires a liking for milk, cookies and other sweet treats. I don't know about you, but uh, I have my own liking for cookies, milk and sweet treats as well. (laughs) I'm not wondering whether I might be Santa Claus. Over the year, he also develops the ability to magically tell if a child is naughty or nice, which is useful for the hundreds of boxes delivered to him containing the list. Laura and Neil assume that Scott is deliberately misleading Charlie and have a judge suspend Scott's visitation rights close to the holiday season. 
After Scott turns up at their home, Laura and Neil won't let Charlie near Scott, although Charlie proceeds to show Scott the magical snow globe that Bernard had given him, finally convincing Scott once and for all that he really is Santa. When Laura and Neil allow Scott a minute to talk to Charlie alone, Bernard appears and transports him and Charlie to the North Pole. Thinking that Scott has kidnapped Charlie, Laura and Neil call the police, who come to investigate, lock down the house and scour the neighbourhood for anyone looking like Santa. Of course, as you can imagine, this is quite a funny sequence of events. On Christmas Eve, Scott sets out to deliver the gifts with Charlie. Upon arriving at Laura and Neil's home, Scott is arrested. The elves send out a crack team to rescue him from jail, with tinsel no less, actually. Scott convinces Laura and Neil that he is Santa, and asks Charlie to spend Christmas with them, as they are his family too. Laura burns the court papers suspending Scott's visitation rights, and tells Scott that he can visit any time. Bernard appears and tells Charlie that any time he shakes the snow globe, his father will appear. Before leaving, Scott gives Laura and Neil two Christmas presents that they never got as children, which had caused their disbelief in Santa. Scott proves his identity to the police before heading off, and Neil apologises to Charlie, who forgives him. A short time later, Charlie summons Scott back with the snow globe, and Laura agrees to let Charlie go with Scott and the sleigh to finish delivering presents. The Santa Claus was released on November 11th, 1994, With a budget of $22 million, it made nearly $190 million at the box office, which based on inflation would be approximately $355 million today. The film was shot entirely in Toronto, and all of the live-action reindeer used in the movie were actually loaned from the Toronto Zoo. For one week in November of 1994, Tim Allen had the number one movie at the box office with the Santa Claus, the number one rated television show with Home Improvement, which I also love. I actually wish it was on Disney+, Plus. I'm not sure when it's coming. And he also had the number one New York Times best-selling book, Don't Stand Too Close to a Naked Man, which I actually read a few years ago. I actually bought an old copy that I found on eBay, and I actually really enjoyed it. This was also the first major movie for Tim Allen, having mainly worked in stand-up and television up to this point. Tim Allen actually had a criminal record, and Disney has a strict no-hiring policy for ex-cons, and Disney actually made an exception for both this case for this film, and also for home improvement. One of the children in Charlie's class during Parents' Day is actually an elf with pointed ears, which can be clearly seen when Charlie pulls the snow globe out of his backpack. When Charlie tells the class that his dad is Santa Claus, the elf boy is the only one who doesn't laugh. This isn't the only elf who can be seen, though, throughout the film, as other elves can clearly be seen scattered throughout the film's real world. In an older release of the film, which I actually remember seeing, and I think I still have the old DVD copy of, Tim Allen's character makes a sarcastic remark, which includes the line, 1-800-SPANK-ME. During the film's release, a woman from near Cleveland, Ohio, I believe, called the supposedly fictional number for her curious grandchildren, and it turned out to actually be a sex line. So, yeah, that was a bit disappointing on Disney's part. However, it wasn't until 1997 when Disney received complaints from other parents whose children had called the number and racked up huge phone bills did the studio take action and cut the line from future releases. Disney also said that they would purchase the phone number to disconnect the service. The Disney Plus release, of course, cuts this scene, and on older television broadcasts, the number is changed to 1-800-POUND. 
During his tour of the workshop, Scott tries out a tool belt and then shakes his head, either as if to indicate that tools aren't for him, or just that the tool belt is way too small for him. This is a clear reference to Tim Allen's then-hit TV show Home Improvement, as I mentioned previously, where his character of Tim the Toolman Taylor's life and work is revolved around tools. And in another nod to the character, when Scott is ending his first run of Santa, his ho-ho-ho is done just like the Tim Taylor signature grunt. When Scott and Charlie are driving the sleigh down the road, the truck they go by and ask about directions for I-94 is driven by Jimmy Labriola, who actually also played Benny on Home Improvement. Eric Lloyd, who plays Charlie, wore fake teeth for the movie as he accidentally knocked out his front teeth just before the filming began. Peter Boyle, who is Scott's boss in the first film, also appears in the second and third Santa Claus films as Father Time. When Charlie and Scott return to the North Pole for the next Christmas, Bernard introduces the tech-savvy elf Quentin, who proceeds to sell Santa about the gadgets the sleigh now has. This is actually a nod to the James Bond series character Q, who is kind of like the technology and gadget master for James Bond. Tim Allen actually underwent about four to five hours of makeup and prosthetic application to transform him into Santa, not including the two hours it took to take it all off afterwards as well. He also had to wear multiple fat suits during filming, which took place in the middle of summer. Because of the latex, Alan experienced heat rashes, scars, scratches, and also infections. There was a time limit on how long he could be in the suit for whilst filming, maxing out at six hours because of the poor ventilation. He's also said that they got better and better at air conditioning the suit to keep him calm in the later films. The film had two sequels in 2002 and 2006, reuniting many of the cast from the first film. We actually also got round to watching The Santa Claus 2 this weekend as well, so not only did we watch the first Santa Claus, we also watched The Santa Claus 2 as well, because I really, really enjoy these films. And that's about it for this week. So what did you think? As I said previously, this has to be one of my, if not my, all-time favourite Christmas film. I have watched this film every year from being a very young age. So I was born in 1986. It was released in 1994. So I would probably say that I think it was one of the films I'd seen in the cinema as well. And then we got it on home release. Originally getting it on VHS, if I remember rightly, as well. So uh, yeah, it's uh, been a long time me watching this film and we watch it annually. And I have loved it being a child. I've loved it growing up and I now love it as an adult showing it to my children as well. And growing up with this film, as there are with quite a, a, a wide range of different films actually, but especially with this film I found, as you grow up with it, you first of all you start seeing it from Charlie's side growing up. When I was growing up I could relate a lot with his character and his perspective on Christmas and Santa Claus and things like that. But then, as I've grown up with the film, and as I've become a parent, I now relate more with Scott. So you see, to, you start to see it from both sides of it as you follow this film as you grow up. And also, there's a lot of adult humour in this as well. And also, I think for myself, especially being a, a Tim Allen fan and seeing Home Improvement and also Last Man Standing and other Tim Allen projects, I've seen a lot of his humour in there as well. And that was really really nice for me to be able to see but 
also he has a lot of adult humor especially relating back to the 1-800 spank me line that got removed but there are other lines that are dropped throughout the film that when you watch it now as an adult you start to see them from a different point of view and also i think as a child i didn't really i didn't really second guess the relationship between scott and his ex-wife and uh, neil as well and as i've grown up i start to i don't know see that from a different perspective as well and the especially as you watch the later films especially in the santa claus 2 to be able to see their relationship grow as this new type of family almost that's really really nice to be able to see so i, I do highly recommend if first of all if you've seen the first santa claus brilliant but I do highly recommend that you at least also watch the second Santa Claus film because I feel that it follows on really nicely. The third film, in my opinion, whilst I enjoy it, it's not my favourite of the three films. It does go back and explore some of the early uh, Santa Claus storylines as well, but just for me, it's not my favourite of the three films. I also like how at the end of this film, Scott comes to this realisation about everything. He's been struggling to come to terms with his identity almost and come to terms with who he is as a person or who he's becoming. And I feel that that's kind of really relevant right now for a lot of people, especially for someone like myself. I have had to start new work after the pandemic and things like that. I got made redundant, started in a new job. And for me, I am kind of accepting my new reality almost in a way and um, having to accept the changes that I've had to make in my life for my work and who that's making me as a person. And I feel that now especially, I have much more time with my family than I used to in my previous job because in my previous job I would be working on evenings constantly checking emails if an email came in i would have to pick it up and respond to it almost immediately i'd be going out late in an evening i would have been having to stay over night in places to be able to go to jobs and things like that i would be working on weekends logging into computers this that and the other whereas now i am finding that i have more time for family and i feel that this movie kind of shows this personal development of scott as he's changing careers from this serious toy salesman and marketing executive to santa claus and it shows his personal life change and again i'll go back to what i said just now about the, the second and third films as you see this character progress you start to see him settle into this new role and also you start to see how much he enjoys being santa claus not only how much he enjoys being santa claus but how much the people around him and also his family enjoy him being santa claus as well so uh, yeah anyway those are my views on it i'd love to be able to hear your opinions again drop me a message over in the sorcerer radio discord if you haven't until now as always i do ask everyone to be able to leave their comments on the weekly movie club each week i have actually covered this a few times in the weekly movie club of course this is the first time i've covered it on the podcast and I wanted to make sure that I did. But this is the third time I've covered it in the Weekly Movie Club. And this was also the very first movie I covered in the Weekly Movie Club as well, back when Disney Plus launched in the US. So I will probably scour back through some of my older posts to see what other people's opinions were in the past. So, 
let's have a look. Last year when I posted this, Brandon said, definitely some funny parts. Loved it. Can't wait to watch the other two. Inmittable said, so I watched the Santa Claus last night. I couldn't really understand the time frame, but it was an entertaining film. There are a few jokes that threw me, but yeah, I did like it. I thought it was okay. I would watch it again, but probably not this holiday season with so many others to watch. Brandon also said that he watched the second one and it was good, but not as good as the first one. Kenzie had said, just finished it. I think I'd seen it when I was younger because there were parts I could vaguely remember. My favourite part was when they were at the North Pole for the first time. That whole sequence was really cute. I also loved Judy the Elf. I didn't make the connection between the waitress Judy until Scott or Santa mentioned it though. Yes, I didn't hear her name the first time. Another thing I thought was cool of them to put in the movie was how at the end, when the police surrounded the house, the elves were in the crowd, but you had to be paying attention to notice. I really liked the movie. I'm excited to watch the other two soon. Erica had said, I have always loved this movie. Never gets old. I love Judy the Elf. I know her scene is brief, but I love her interaction with Scott. Tim Allen makes a perfect Santa. I love all the 90s feels of this movie. It always has me feeling nostalgic for my childhood. When I very first included this in the Weekly Movie Club, Sorcerer said, I've not seen this movie in a while, but I love Tim Allen's character. Disgruntled dad turned into a hero and reformed believer in magic. I know some who could use this sometimes. And then only this last week when watching the Weekly Movie Club, Joan said, I absolutely love this movie. So thank you very much for commenting on that, Joan. Kenzie also said, oops, I watched this a week early, not realising it was this week's movie club. It doesn't matter, Kenzie, honestly. I love watching this movie. I could watch it over and over and over again. I wouldn't be surprised if we put it on at some point, maybe on Christmas Day as well, whilst we're opening presents and getting things done. So, yeah, no, I don't blame you for watching it a little bit early. Thank you, everyone, for your comments, and thank you, everyone, who's been following along with the Weekly Movie Club for the past two years. I've really enjoyed doing it. And I feel that there's been a nice variety of movies that we've covered over this last two years since Disney Plus was very first launched and I started doing the Weekly Movie Club over in the Sorcerer Radio Fun Zone to begin with and then, of course, over in the Sorcerer Radio Discord. So thank you very much for anyone who's been following along with the Weekly Movie Club all that time. It is greatly appreciated and I look forward to doing many, many more. Now, though, let's see what the guys over at Diz His had to say about the Santa Claus. So let's talk a little bit about the Santa Claus, right? First off, we, of course, we did History of the Santa Claus, episode 82 of Diz His. You can go to dizhiz.com, D-I-Z-H-A-Z.com, and you can listen to our History of the Santa Claus, uh-huh. right? Great movie. Great movie. Let's talk about Tim Allen. Tim Allen. Uh, do you remember any of the history? We did it a year ago. <laughs> I, I remember it almost wasn't Tim Allen. Was that right? Is that one of history? No. No, but this okay. was like in the height of Tim Allen's yes, career. Yes, it was. It right? was so the height of like his career. Home Improvements, like big. You know, mm-hmm. I think he did a couple books. Yes. Um. So this is the height of Tim Allen's career, and this is a great Christmas movie. Oh, I love this. You know, and my wife and I were talking about Christmas movies to watch, and we we skipped this one. We always forget what? about it. I don't know why we forget really? about it. We're just we didn't list too many. I mean, it's not even December yet, so we don't really have to start list, watching them yet. But this is definitely one of those movies. I think I can watch Santa Claus and not really have to watch Santa Claus 2 or 3. How about you? Do you, do you have to watch a trilogy? Uh, I wouldn't say I have to watch. This is the one I would have to watch. Yes. This I mean, is I wouldn't the best mind one. watching 2 or 3, right? But there's so many good Christmas movies on. There's, I mean, there's, they're making Christmas movies like crazy, 
right? Especially with all these streaming services. We got like on Netflix is that, oh, no, no, it's HBO Max now, the one with Neil Patrick Harris. Yes. 8-Bit that's coming out. Netflix got the Christmas Chronicles, which I just recently watched, which is great. So there's so many good Christmas movies. I just want to go ahead and watch like the first one in the series. Yeah. Um, I mean, we talked about a lot of this stuff on here, but th- it this movie is so funny. It is like, funny. It is, it is, I think it's under the radar funny. Like people don't understand how funny this movie is. If you're not a Disney person or a Christmas person, like me 10 years ago, not a Disney person, not a Christmas person, didn't really watch this movie that many times. But it is hilarious when he's like, it becomes like, he becomes fat because he becomes Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> that part is so funny. Yeah. And like the whole thing about him, like when he shaves his beard and like instantly grows back, yes. this is good, right? He's trying not to be Santa. Yes. It's, it's good. Uh, and I, I'm sure I talked about this on the episode, but one of my favorite parts of the movie is at the very end with the weenie whistle. Yes. Remember, it comes like down with a parachute. He, yeah. He's up there, he blows the whistle. The it's a whistle. It's so funny. Uh, but let's talk about our rating. Since we gave it a rating, right? Okay. And I rated it an eight, and you rated it an eight, right? Okay. So can we go ahead and do the rubric and try to rate it with the new, with the new rubric? And yeah, let's go do that? it. Just you and I? Yeah. So looking at the rubric for movies, uh, rate the quality of the show. So how good is the performers? How does it look for its time or sound? What do you think, Joe? Oh, I rated it a three. I mean, you rated it three? Yeah. Um, yeah, st- if it's a, if it's a storyline, I think it's a three for sure. It's a must-watch during the holiday season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, how about how timeless is a story? Is it going to age out eventually, or do you think it will last forever? Uh, I think it's a three. I think this is one of those movies where, when was it? Like, 90s it came out, and I still no, think... early 2000s. Don't... No, wait. 94. You're right. Yeah. So I think that this movie is 94. I still think it's just as good now as it yeah. was back then. And I also think that children are going to be, they're going to like it just as much now as they would back then. Yeah, for sure. And how badly do you want to watch this again? Can't wait, excited, or willing, or hard pass? Oh, I have three on this one, I guess, because I want to watch it this year, right? We're getting into the holiday season. I want to watch it. It's one of those movies that I must watch. So you're saying three? Season. Yeah. Because, so you say can't wait, but I say because it's a holiday movie and I wait till Christmas to watch it, I'm going to give it a two. Because I'm not gonna, I don't want to watch it every month. I don't want to watch it, you know. I'm, I'm, if I hear about Santa Claus, I'm gonna be like, oh, you know what? I have to go watch, listen to movie, watch a movie tomorrow. I'm like, you know, when winter comes, when it's December, when it's Christmas time, then I'll watch but it. But I can't wait. I can't wait for that time of year. So you could watch it tomorrow. I know, but, but you're gonna wait. It's not as special as, as okay, if you wait. So you're gonna wait. But I can't wait though. But you're going to. <laughs> I'm going to, but I can't. I guess I, can't. I guess I can three wait. Three specifically I guess I can says wait. can't wait. I guess I can wait. <laughs> so two or three? I guess two. Gosh, you talked me down. <laughs> How about Magic Point? Does it get that extra oomph? Of course, right? We gotta yeah, get me too, point. me too. So we have the same exact score, which is a nine. Yeah, so I, I think I rated it one higher, right? Because we both rated it eights. Yes, and we both here gave it a nine. Yeah. I think that this is a nine. Uh, I wonder why I rated it. See, this is why I like the rubric. It's because we have reasons behind our numbers that we're rating it. Versus just grabbing numbers out of the sky. Yeah, I wonder why I rated it an eight instead of a ten. I think there, Or a nine. I think that I would rate it a ten if it wasn't just a one-time-a-year movie. Right. Yes. Want to hear more from Alex, Joe, and Jen? Go to DizHiz.com. Thank you very much, guys. Remember, you can catch the guys at Diz His on Fridays on Sorcerer Radio at 1 p.m. and 8 p.m. Eastern, as well as on all major podcasting platforms. Remember, if you want to send me your comments on the Weekly Movie Club each week, you can do so in the Weekly Movie Club room in the Sorcerer Radio Discord at srsounds.com forward slash discord. 
Or, of course, over on any of my social posts, over on social media, at at or forward slash the D plus club, plus being the word plus. Or, of course, over in the Sorcerer Radio Fun Zone Facebook group. Also, if you want to, you can leave me an audio comment on the movie over on my Anchor page at anchor.fm forward slash the D plus club. Next week for the Weekly Movie Club, we'll be featuring another Christmas movie in the form of the Disney Plus original movie, Noel. Until then, though, hopefully you have a good week. Thank you very much for tuning in this week, and hopefully you can tune in again next week. Have a great one, everyone. Bye-bye.